You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we learn from our guest, Kane Barron, who's one of my podcasting mentors. And he's going to teach us about the many ways you can use podcasting to connect with people and grow your business. It's also a great tool for learning how to express yourself and just reaching the world by sending your own amazing message. He gives some great tips in the show. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. Today, we're going to talk with Kane Barron, who is actually one of my mentors in podcasting. Kane has been an essential part of my process into creating and continuing my show. And I wanted to share about the power of podcasting with you. And Kane, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. So Kane is in the UK and all of my podcasting team and my agency, it's called Progressive, is in the UK. And I wanted to share with everyone about the options that you have as an entrepreneur, as an educator, and just as a person, all the different ways that you can support yourself, people, and make a difference in the world through podcasting. So Kane, thank you so much for coming. Uh, Kane has been on a, quite a few shows recently sharing about his experiences and his growth and development. And I would love you to share your story with us if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. So I think I've had a bit of a, a unique start to, to, what I, to, to what I've done. So originally this wasn't the plan, right? I, I was meant to go into law. That was my, my thing for, for the longest time, even since I was like, a kid, I was like, okay, I don't know why, um, but th- that I was always drawn to it for for however many years. So I did all of my exams through school. Was like all you the. You have a law degree. You have a law degree, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I did it. Like I, I accomplished that. Um, wow. So all the way through, I was always like, okay, uh, I need to do these subjects at, at this level, and then to college, and then you know through to to university. It was like all geared up towards this whole law thing, um, and then during university, I was always trying to make more money, right? Poor students and all those things. So I did a lot of marketing. So I worked in, uh, so I went to, to uni in sort of an older town, Lincoln. It's very, um, it, it, it was lovely, very sort of like cobbled streets kind of town. There's a few, few places like that in England, which is, you know, it, it's lovely, but they need a lot of help, right? So it was perfect for me, like being somebody who was like younger, and a bit more attuned to to social media and websites and things like this. So that was sort of my first real marketing experience was helping these independent shops and cafes and things like that, try and get some more business. But podcasting was never on the cards, nothing that I'd ever planned. It was just, um, I, I was a listener, like an avid listener. I always, I always had been. And that was a big part of how I did a lot of my revision. So I'm like really dyslexic. So the whole reading, writing, not a fan, which um, when you do a lot of exams and law, isn't ideal right there's a yeah absolutely you know um so i i was um i remember an english teacher i had when i was sort of going through my gcse's i was about 16 
was like, oh, just listen to podcasts then. Because, you know, when you're in the shower and you're walking around, like it just ups the amount of time you're revising, essentially. So I was like, okay, I do that. So that was my first experience of podcasting. Um, so throughout my time at school and university, um, in addition to doing that sort of freelance, my my sort of main job, so I could, uh, you know, pay rent and eat, was um, I worked at a coffee shop. I worked at Costa Coffee for five years. Wow. And every single morning there was a gentleman by the name of rob moore came in he he was beating us there right so i'm there at 5 a.m ready to open shop he's already waiting is i've been awake an hour like i've been working one of these types um and, and you know when somebody's you know nice cars uh nice cars not just nice very, cars like, that's what, sort of, like he drive, what was he driving God, so I think you learn to remember. So at the time, it's like it's got a Porsche. There's a retro Ferrari, a Ferrari Testarossa, Lamborghini Aventador, um, amongst other things. You know, there'll be a Range Rover every once in a while. You know, things like this. So you you get to you, you, you get to notice this. Yeah, yeah. You might they stand out. So I was like, okay, let me pay attention to this guy. Like, what? Let me give the extra customer service to this person. Um, and. I, I was always intrigued what he did and he had, you know, multiple businesses, but first and foremost, he's, he's a creator. Hey everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple podcast ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. Really, that, that was a big pivot. He was in property, then he did a lot of entrepreneurship and helping other people scale their business and that stuff that he still does. But his mm-hmm. primary thing in his life was he, he was a content creator. He's got the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast, which rebranded to Disruptors, um, which then later on, which is now like a, a membership site, it's YouTube, it's all over social media. But at the time, it was just a podcast. Yeah. And I was really intrigued by it because he'll be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm up even earlier today because I'm going to London to record with Search and Search, you know, whatever that name might be. And it's always pretty well-known people. So it's like, oh, wow, okay, like, let me pay attention to this. So sort of fast forward a little bit. So I've been speaking to him for quite a few years, you know, tipped well at Christmas. It was lovely. And um, then at sort of university is my second year so I, I had one more year I was going into my summer my final year I was like this is not for me this is and bearing in mind for like five six years that was like my, was my one goal I was like this is what I'm gonna do it was like I hate this I despise this I, I saw a glimpse of my own future a little bit when so it, it might be different in the US but in the UK you do your three years at law school, at a university, then you do one year, which is sort of like your postgraduate equivalent to sort of your master's. And then you have two years, what's called your training contract, where essentially a firm brings you on board, kind of like a like a paralegal plus trainee lawyer, wow. uh, and, wow. they, and, they, and they pay for it. But it's wow. so competitive, like you're, like a percent of people that apply will ever get that opportunity. So the way a lot of people do it, is they'll work in the firm in some other manner. Perhaps they'll join as, as a paralegal, they'll join in the mail room. Hopefully if they're there enough years, somebody will notice they've got a law degree and be like, oh, let's let's choose one of our own kind of thing. So there's this girl and she was 29. So bear in mind, you finish university at 21. She was in the mail room. And she, on my first day of shadowing, I did a lot of work experience. That, that was my first sort of assignment. I was, I was in the mail room with her. And I was like, she went to the same uni as me. 
she got better grades than I, I was getting like really bright girl and she's 29 I was thinking I can't be working all these hours from 21 to 29 to still be on minimum wage to you know eventually get this dream then when I spent the rest of my time at work experience going upstairs and seeing the other departments I was like oh you guys just sit in a cubicle all day do the same bit of paperwork for a different client like a thousand times a month I was like this sounds horrendous oh (laughs) boring yeah so it was life sucking you know (laughs) yeah exactly it wasn't for me um so that was it mentally I'd switch off going into my final year I was like yeah I'll finish it to say that I finished it you know don't half-ass anything I try not to anyway but I was like I'll finish it to say I've done it but I'm not I'm not pursuing this past getting my diploma absolutely so at that point I was like crap you know like I'd put all of my eggs in this this one basket what am I gonna do right so I think your inner entrepreneur kicked in right because what happened next so um I I I dm'd Rob (laughs) yeah on Instagram and I was kind of like you know I've been serving you coffee all these years I, I I'm inspired here, here's my skill set, right? Here's the things I'm doing right now. Like, how how can we work together, essentially? Um, uh, and he took me up on it, you know, which was one of those things. It's one of those things that, um, you know, people say, like, shoot your shot. But, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yes. Um, so that was incredible. And that was, you know, three years ago. I joined the, I joined his podcast agency. So he's accidentally started an agency him a gent called tom luter and it's now the oldest podcasting agency in the world right so uh, i i'm not sure so it's the largest in the uk but uh no no it's all good but we've been going since you know 2016 so you know very infancy of podcasting so yeah it's exactly there weren't many people doing it outside of you know perhaps like the joe rogans and the tim ferris's but there were like you know one man bands you know they're just them there weren't agencies um so they accidentally started essentially rob wanting to start his podcast he's like oh i need all these people you know you need copywriters you need people doing research for questions you need audio editors video editors admin staff you know all all of this stuff but for one person show doesn't require 100% of that resource from all of those people. You kind of need 20% of all of those people. So, you know, here's a savvy businessman. What am I, am I going to waste all of this? No, I'm going to sell their extra time to, to other people in my space who want to have a podcast. So they're formed progressive media, you know, so the largest now podcast agency in the UK. And I was a big part of that coming in basically as looking after clients sales marketing and to be honest very very quickly evolved to just strategy for our clients because editing is you know editing things like this is a commodity you know it's very easily replaced now ai is coming so what was really valuable for a lot of our clients is oh okay i i don't really know what i'm doing I, i don't know where this is leading so can you hold my hand down how do I best market it? How do I best get guests? How do I monetize if I don't have a big audience? You know, or, and, how do I put it together? And you're still doing it, that for people who are getting started, which is why exactly. I wanted to talk about it, right? Because people are new, they want them a podcast, they don't know how to do it, and you are the connection for that. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that is what we do every single day. So we're not focused on, you know, big 
FTSE 500 companies or like anything BBC. like that. It's, it's not like it's, the BBC where you have to have, be vet, vetted. I listened to your, he, uh, Kane has his own podcast called the Podcasters Podcast. And he did recently did a review about a podcasting convention, I guess you would call it. Yeah, that, yeah. Right. And they were saying that the only way you could get into like the BBC is if you had to go through certain agencies to be able to do yeah, that. So you essentially have to get picked up and they're really, really, um, specific about the type of content and people they work with and it's almost impossible to get picked up by these agencies it, it's it's mostly it's all gatekept for for celebs really yes um, so your agency is for the average person who wants it. to get started yeah Ind independent creators the the more niche or you know the more weird and wonderful your your content is to be honest <laughs> more we want to work with you um whereas a lot of people shy away from from that but you know it makes our day more interesting to work with sort of a, a breadth of i don't want to say regular people because we're all regular people but you know not somebody of a, a silver spoon up there that's already got millions of followers or right got a pr company that will put 500 grand behind their pr campaign when they launch their show you know because people have heard their stories all the time but i think independence you know indie creators a lot of the time they've got much better content or they've got much more experience and that's much more valuable, but it's about helping them get it out there because a lot of the time, unfortunately, the general public don't care until they know who you are. Yes. So it's kind of our job to get people to know who you are so that they yes. care about your message. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I was going to say, why is this relevant to all of us? Because, and it's what you just said. I mean, part of it's what you just said is helping people find out who we are by listening to our message so then they know who we are. Yeah. But how, yeah. how else is it relevant? Cross social media or podcasting is not social media, but it's, you know, content for your brand, I guess. So they get put under the same umbrella a lot. Yes. There's millions and millions of people that are creating content every day on social media across every single social media so like it's very very saturated and it is hard to stand out and the last few years things are getting sort of shorter and shorter and shorter in terms of length of content mm -hmm. and it's so much more about the edit i mean the content is important but you know people care more about if i edit it in this way and i use these tags and all these captions and these thumbnails to try and hook people in and get them engaged i actually care more about capturing your attention for like the next couple of seconds than i do providing value to you yes which is fantastic if you're all you care about is views but that's just vanity right if you yeah. care about impacting people having important discussions getting more business for your you know your company whatever get more leads then your content marketing needs to focus on providing way more value for people. You know, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like, um, you know, Gary Vee's been saying this for ages. It's like, it's value, 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 value. Then you ask. That's how I see podcasting. That's how why I think it's important that most people that have a, a business and they're trying to use content to grow it rather than spending a bunch of money on Facebook ads, for example, which is, you know, a whole other beast you know, you do a podcast because then at least you can talk to people and people go into it knowing, okay, this is going to be 45 minutes long rather than I'm just swiping. And if it's too long, I'm disgusted. Right. Which is like TikTok. It's like, if it, if you haven't caught my attention in three seconds, like, ugh, get, you know, swipe wow. away. So like, and there are people out there who want more depth than three seconds. They actually want an intelligent conversation or they, they want to address a topic in, in depth and understand it, you know, exactly. 
So the, the, the way that I see it is, you know, I'm, I, I'm a user of all these platforms, but if I scroll through TikTok for 20 minutes and you go, what was the last five videos you watched? I, I probably tell you one. I, I, you just don't, you forget. It, yes. So it's so meaningless. So yeah. I normally get when I'm speaking to people thinking about podcasting, that's the exercise I get them to do. It's like scroll through TikTok. So now tell me which ones. So it's like, what makes you think that your content will be any more memorable than any of those that you've just forgotten? It won't be because yeah. it's just in a sort of habit. They're just doing it for like that quick dopamine fix. Because if you do a podcast and I've just listened to you for 30 minutes, of course I'm going to remember the majority of what you've just said. So... I think it's it's a powerful tool for people to really build their brand. And podcast listeners um, are worth more than, you know, TikTok follower or Facebook follower. Like, you know, if, if you've got 100 people that are listening to you speak for 60 minutes every single week, you know, week in, week out for a year, right? Most people don't speak to a lot of their friends or family as much as they've listened to you over this last year. Yeah. So if, I, if I've got a hundred diehards that are there every single week, right? If I've got a product that's worth a few grand, something like that, or, you know, you've got, you're in quite a lucrative niche, then it doesn't matter if you've got a hundred, you don't need a million. Yes. You don't need... so, so that's the thing that I love about your agency is, is for people who are listening, they're not expecting people who are new to come in with thousands of listeners. They know that you have to build your listenership, Right. And exactly. that quality listeners are more important than quantity people who don't care, which is on TikTok. You've got millions of people looking, but they don't really care. They're not engaged. They, they they're anything. not invested in you as a person and they're not really paying attention, really. And podcast exactly listeners pay attention, which is wonderful. And yeah, so I see it's much more um, similar to, let's say, like you're a public speaker, for example, like yes. because it's long, it's long form, it's audio. I'm, I'm listening to you more than I'm, you know, watching things move on a screen. So if you've got 200 people in a room in front of you, most people just like themselves, like immediately be petrified, right? <laughs> so it's but those people, are, if so, do you know what I mean? Like if you've got 200 people every single week that would just surround you and be like okay, we're all just going to shut up and you just talk at us for an hour. Like, are they going to buy your products and services? Are they going to share stuff when you ask them to? Are they going to recommend you to people? Of course they are. Yes. So that's like, there's so much more valuable to you um, and there's nothing else like it. And the other thing is they can take the link to your podcast and text it to their friends. It's a much easier way to refer or mm. expand listenership by doing it. I also, for me... With my clients that I see for treatments, a lot of times I'll take one of my episodes to, um, and I'll give them the link to the episode to expand on something that I've discussed in a treatment to mm. like self-care, for instance, or like self-care, or I'll talk about um, cognitive load, or I'll talk about dealing with overwhelm, or I'll talk about getting unstuck. And these are things I discuss when I'm giving treatments to people. And then I use the Podcast is an additional education tool for my clients. I'll also use it for my students. On my students, um, I have a lot of topics that I teach on. And then if they listen to my show, it'll expand upon something that I discussed in class. So people yes. who, you know, it's, it's an additional teaching tool. Uh, it, for also, I find that other people, they use it as a way to expand their credibility. We used to do it with books in the olden days. People mm. used to write a book 
or have an article. And people, some people still do that, but a lot of people use their show as a way to expand their credibility as a speaker or as a professional in whatever field they're working in. Yeah, for sure. I think absolutely it is akin to books. It's overtaken that because I think yes. accessibility for people. Much but the thing, the thing with the podcast as well is most shows are, you know, predominantly are interviews. So if I'm seen to be talking to, you know, the top 10 utmost experts or researchers within my field, I'm borrowing their credibility. People are going to associate that I am you know, of similar stature or intelligence as the people I'm interviewing. And if, oh, that person, whoever that may be in your industry is giving you the time of day, then clearly you are worth like, uh, you know, I now respect you more because that person respects you, which is why I think Joe Rogan got so big so quickly because, and people, you know, he'll say himself like he's an idiot, right? But people assume that he's like a genius and I, I don't know either way, but because he's borrowed the credibility of researchers, yes. scientists, experts in almost any any field, so which you don't really get in a book. I know some people co-author or they do like guest chapters, but that's much harder to get, you know, somebody, let's say you've got a podcast all about um, relationships, for example, to get like an expert or a researcher or, you know, somebody who does um, perhaps are a lecturer at, at really um, prestigious university to get them to co-author your book you've got zero percent chance they're like no 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 no. Yes. i'm gonna do my own book and i'll get my own sales thank you but yes come on my podcast and talk about yourself for an hour oh yeah yeah for sure i'll do that no worries and then if you do that week in week out you're gonna get a bit of their credibility and over time you're now the expert that everybody goes to that's amazing and i think you had told me or You'd mentioned it because Progressive not only helps people produce and create their podcasts and produce them regularly, but they also have quarterly meetings where they continue to educate their clients, which I love. And recently in one of those meetings, or at one point in one of these meetings, you talked about, or even in your class that you teach, which I want people to know about because you have a class coming up. You talk about there used to be, I can't remember how many, 200, is it 250,000 podcasts or there used to be more? Yeah. A lot of people about, drop off, right? Yeah, for sure. So 90% of people that start a podcast stop within seven episodes wow. and 90% of those stop within 20 episodes. So if you do more than 20 episodes, you are a trooper and up, That's I'm, it. Up in the, I'm up in the 80s. So I'm excited. Passionate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can be within sort of the top 1% of those that try by doing it for six months, right? It's Which not, is, that's not that hard. No, it's and not. It's really not. No, and they're what, 250,000 podcasters, but they're like, I don't know how many million YouTubers, I think like over a million or two oh, million like many, many tens of millions. Millions. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So in other words, you, if you just use persistence and you just keep going, you can succeed and do more and gain more of the market share and be up there more so than in other industries like YouTubing or just doing videos or books or anything. I mean, it's just one of those things where you can be successful if you are persistent and keep moving through it. I love that. So yeah, what I think it's, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, no, 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 it's fine. Sorry. Um, I just think those people that are doing other channels and things like this, you don't necessarily have to choose. Like right now we're on zoom. We've got videos, like both our webcams look pretty good. Right. So you can chop that up into your Facebook content, your Instagram, your YouTube. You can have it transcribed by AI and upload it as a blog. And, you know, so 
we could if we wanted to use something like StreamYard and go live on all of our channels jointly right now as well. So if you do a podcast, because it's long form, you can then turn that into all of your content every single week, but without it sucking your soul and taking up all your time to... <laughs> you know oh today's my shooting day for facebook and tomorrow is i'm doing some lives and then i'm gonna you know get up early tomorrow to get a chapter done of my book like that's just long. like tim ferris his tools of titans book was just repurposed content from his podcast he Crazy. then sold that book on his podcast to his audience because he knows they'll like that content because they listen to the podcast wow. so he's just taken and it sold 5 million copies, right? He took home $5 million from that. It will still get royalties. So do you know I mean? it, it creates all of your content. So more than anything, right? Of all the boat, like benefits of being a podcaster, if, if you're into content, or you're trying to grow your brand or your business, the lazy way to do it is to do a podcast and repurpose it. I love that. And your agency also helps people do that. So for those it listening does. who are going into overwhelm, it's don't be overwhelmed. Basically, what he's saying is you do one thing and you can accomplish five or 10 things just from one, that one activity. So that's for right. Who are really busy, like like me and a lot of other people in the world. You could just do one thing, but accomplish many things, which I absolutely love that. So what's an actual process? Like what do people need to actually to do this we're going to take a break and when we come back i'm going to actually ask that question again and we're going to talk about it so we're going to take a quick break this podcast is sponsored by hubbard education group creating wellness through education if you've wanted to learn about being an empath healing energy work consciousness or massage we have online and in-person courses for you find us on facebook at hubbard education group that's hubbard education group or go to www.arielhubbard.com that's www.arielhubbard.com and if you're on clubhouse you can find ariel hubbard by looking up ariel hubbard a-r-i-e-l-h-u-b-b-a-r-d We're back. Kane Barron, my esteemed mentor and um, very talented and creative, uh, I would say entrepreneur also in the field of podcasting. I mean, you are amazing. I always get new ideas. Every time I listen to you, talk with you, listen to your podcast, I get new ideas. It's fantastic. So what's the actual process of podcasting? Like, what does somebody have to do if they've never podcasted before? What do they actually have to do to make that happen? So you need the name. You need to know what content you create and what niche you're in. You need to create those episodes, upload it to a hosting site. So podcasting, right, it's decentralized. So nobody can demonetize you. Nobody can ban you, shadow ban you, take you down, right? It, it works on an old technology called RSS. So you upload to a hosting site. We use one called Omni Studio. That then puts it to Apple and Spotify and Stitcher. So those are really the early, the early things is, Sign into any hosting site. Just type in free podcasting hosting site on Google, right? Pick anyone. Doesn't really matter. Create some episodes because the thing is, don't plan too much because your content will always evolve. Yes. And a lot of the time, if somebody's like, oh, I've got too many ideas, it's like, okay, well, just start with one. You know, just record one and you'll probably go off on lots of tangents and that's fine. Over time, you'll learn to editorialize yourself a bit better. Don't expect it to be perfect. Or if you've got no ideas, often I say, well, 
start with a small idea start with just one thing or like go into a facebook group or a reddit forum or, or look through twitter threads on people within your niche see what the frequently asked questions are mm-hmm. so like for example i'm part of a lot of facebook groups in the podcasting space and you see the same questions about okay you know what free marketing strategies are there or you know what equipment do i need to buy within this budget so if you're struggling with content go to these places for inspiration chances are if you're going to do a podcast about a particular subject, you're going to know it well. So if somebody asks you a question, chances are you can answer it. And that answer is your podcast episode. You know, it's, it's pretty simple. And then I find people that say, oh, I haven't got enough content. As soon as they record their first one, those sort of cogs start turning, pistons are firing, and suddenly they're like, oh, I could go down this tangent or this tangent, or I could talk about this and this. So I say, you know, for your first few episodes, have have a notebook or something so anytime you've got an idea of a tangent you just write it down and go okay that's my next episode so what's your name so two to four words does what it says on the tin is my is my framework for a name anything too clever or a pun often doesn't work mm-hmm. it really needs to so if i'm scrolling through you know 50 podcasts within my category i want the one that's going to solve my problem to scream out at me and be like this is your content. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to just recap that, how do you start? Name. Choose what niche you're in and what content you're going to create. Look online to see what are the frequently asked questions or pain points within that space. And that's what your first few episodes are about. Mm-hmm. Sign up to a free hosting site, upload those episodes and get going. That's the starting point. There's, you know, probably 50 other things to, to tick more. off. Right. But you know, you need to, you need to get those bits going first. Okay. So I'm going to jump in here that he is, he is, he's absolutely right. And there's more. So I'm mm. going to recommend that you consider taking his class and I will oh, give you. you a link um, in the show notes for that, because when you take the class, you actually realize there's more to it. Not only do you have to produce the content it has to get edited. Who's going to do that? Are you going to do that? Or are you going to hire someone to do that? You have to write show notes. Those need to be produced. Are you doing that? Or are you going to hire someone to do that? Who's going to load that up to Omni Studio or whatever hosting platform? Are you going to do that? Or are you going to have someone else do that? So if you take the class, you understand a little bit more about the technical aspects of the process, a little bit more about the equipment that's involved. And then it's important also for people, like for you to do a cost benefit analysis. Do you have the time for to do that yourself? Like he's suggesting what he's just suggesting. You could absolutely do that. You could do that and you could do it on a free platform, hundred percent. However, do you want someone else's commercials in your podcast? Because if you do it on a free platform, somebody else's commercials are going to be in your show. Do you want to create your own commercials or do you want to sell a sponsorship so that you can get paid to do your show? If you do that, you need to have your own show in your own space. And that's where working with someone like Kanan Progressive would be helpful to do that so that you have your own show. Then you can sell dynamic content. I learned this from you. (laughs) (laughs) Dynamic content is the gift that keeps on giving because then you can continue to sell those spaces in your show, those advertising slots in your show into infinity and beyond. And you can sell that, right? Right? That's I've it. Learned, yeah. So learn. Yes. With um, well remembered. I love that. So <laughs> I'll, I'll compare it and contrast it to social media, right? So if you post on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, whatever, on average, after forty-eight hours, the algorithm will be like, 
cool, I've had enough. Nobody else has seen this. Like it will stop pushing it out. So the only way people will see that content is if they search for your account, they scroll, they find it. A podcast, there's no algorithm, right? So your old episodes will get downloads forever. So we've worked with hundreds of shows on like a weekly basis. 99% of them, the first ever episodes, they're most downloaded and it continues to get downloads every single day. So with your back catalog of content, you know, if you've been, you know, you know, you're in the eighties now and we've got some people all the way up in the thousands. So yeah. and within that range, that is hundreds or, you know, dozens, hundreds or thousands of episodes that are still getting listens, which means you can monetize those. You can insert what we call a dynamic ad through your hosting site where you sell ad space on those old episodes. Uh, I relate it to, you know, if you buy an investment property, you rent it out to a family after 12 months. Once they leave, if they leave, it's not like you just leave it dormant, right? It, and right. it just clicks dust. You, you rent it out to the next family or, or you turn it into a, you know, an Airbnb or something like you, That's the asset. You need to milk it. You need to keep renting it out. That's the same as with your back catalog of content. You don't just release the episodes and go, oh, that got good downloads and then forget about it. It's no, 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 no. My previous... You know, for, for you, I, I don't know what episode this is. Eighty something. It's like what episode 80, is this? this for? Is like eighty. This is going to be eighty-one. I think it is. Eighty-one. Okay, yeah. okay, wonderful. So it's, it's not like oh, those last eighty episodes just go there to die. It's like oh no, these last eighty episodes get X amount of downloads per month. I could sell that to a sponsor. Yeah. And then let's say we do that for three months. Then they either renew or you take that ad off, and then you sell that okay. same spot to somebody else. Yes, And you just keep rinse and repeating and you can sell that same catalog of 80 episodes. But of course, each week you're going to add to it. So it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, which means every single contract you do will get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's really powerful. And it's yes. no other content will allow you to do that. No. And it's great because it's, it's passive income generation, right? Which is exactly. really important for all of us to continue to have that going on no matter what's going on in our day jobs or our day lives. And so exactly. what do you, I, mean, I love that. What do you see for the future of podcasting? YouTube will be massive. Next, um, so talking about quarterly meetups, this will probably be the basis of many of the updates of the next ones, uh, next couple. But YouTube seems to be taking a big interest. They've already introduced it into YouTube music. You know, you can categorize your podcast as, um, instead of just a video, it's now categorized as a podcast on YouTube. Now, we're expecting them to integrate RSS feeds, which will be awesome, which means you won't have to manually upload it to YouTube anymore. It just means when you upload to your hosting site, like OmniStudio, it will go onto YouTube, and that's oh, extra. That's automatic. Yeah, so that's why is that important? Because think, YouTube's the second biggest search engine in the world after Google, which is owns YouTube. So now you're appearing in Google search results, in YouTube search results. The YouTube partner program is the very best partner program for creators. It pays better than any other platform does. So you've got built-in monetization. So you're not having to go find your own sponsors now. So it, it's just going to be a huge win for everybody, I believe. And that will be very, very soon, I think. That's fantastic. And that sounds like a great topic for a future quarterly, quarterly yeah. meeting. <laughs> Absolutely. Already writing my slides. I know, right? So if someone wanted to study with you, how would they connect with you or they wanted to follow you on socials or they wanted to check out your podcast? How would they connect with you? Yeah. So the podcast is podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts, 
LinkedIn, so Kane Barron. Um, I'm pretty active on there. So any questions you've got, you can DM me. I'm more than happy to help. And then every once in a while, I'll do an online workshop or do training, which obviously you attended. Um, so anybody who wants to get access to that, then there is a, a free I'll link a that link. I've given you. Yep, yep. I'll put the link in the show notes. So oh, pleasure. Thank you. Gosh, I want to thank you so much. So much great information. I always learn from you, and I'm I'm confident that our listeners have learned a lot too. So. I uh, wanted to just say any last tips that you'd like to give everybody before we um, finish for today. So perhaps not a tip, but I think something valuable. Um, and it's something that somebody's said to me recently, which is, so a lot of people have fear around doing these sort of things and putting themselves out there and fear of failure and stuff like that. And the perspective that this person showed me, a guy called Paul Shepard from the Mindset Change podcast, really good one to listen to. Um, is that if nobody sees you, nobody listens to your show, right? Nobody, nobody sees you do it. Then there's nothing to be embarrassed about because nobody <laughs> saw it, right? So nobody <laughs> saw it. It's like it, it, Ash, uh, my co-host of the podcast, podcast said it's like tripping over in your own house. Like you did that in a supermarket. That's so embarrassing. You do it at home. You're like, oh, I'm glad nobody saw that. And that's the same with your podcast because if you do it and nobody likes it, and by nobody likes it, I mean nobody sees it, then it's fine. Or on the flip right. side, you go, oh, what, what if everybody hates it? Well, guess what? If you've got everybody listening to it, you've got tens of thousands of listeners, then you've succeeded. It's worked. So, right. you know, nobody, it's not like TikTok where within five seconds, people are going to leave like a troll comment. So, oh, so angry, whatever. It's not that. It's, it, nobody's going to listen to you for 60 minutes if they don't like you, right? So if you've got listeners, you've been successful. And if you don't have anything, guess what? Nobody saw you try. So you can just pretend it didn't happen. So, give it, you know, give it a go. And and don't be one of the uh, 1% that don't make it past 20 episodes. Just keep going like Ariel has here. And obviously, when you provide that value to people week in, week out, then I think that that's worth it, right? If you can help people become a better version of themselves, to entertain them when they're feeling low, you know, any sort of information you can bring them that could elevate them I, I i truly think if you have that within you then you do deserve to to share it with the world absolutely i really thank you that was a fantastic message and it's good for all of us to hear and to our listeners i want to remind you to move with your power and into your magnificence everyone have a great day thank you so much and we'll see you next time thanks again Are you experiencing overwhelm, frustration, stress, or anxiety? Do you need help with insomnia? Well, contact Ariel Hubbard at Hubbard Health Solutions. Ariel offers 25 modalities to help you move forward. You can deal with the pandemic and still experience balance and calm. Contact Ariel at arielhubbard.com. That's arielhubbard.com.